Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com and find them at FDIC at booth 2540. This podcast is brought to you by Flex 7 from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by Enforced Technology, only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. TheFireStore.com, equipping protectors with passion. That's how they operate, and it's how they live. They understand that having the right gear can mean the difference between life and death. Their goal is to get you the gear you need when you need it at prices you can afford. Visit them at FDIC at Boots 110 and 111. This is Sons of the Flag Radio, brought to you by Fire Engineering Blog Talk Radio. Our mission at Sons of the Flag is to revolutionize burn care and the quality of life for veterans, first responders, and family. Sons of the Flag believes that the future of burn care resides in research and development. Our vision is to accelerate the process of testing leading technologies and pushing them into circulation for immediate use by burn survivors across the nation. We bring together passionate community leaders, pioneering physicians, dedicated first responders, and purposeful civilians to complete our mission. If you would like to listen to this episode or any other Sons of the Flag episodes, then please log on to Fire Engineering Blog Talk Radio and be sure to look up Sons of the Flag. You can also look up Sons of the Flag on all social media by typing in the letters at sonsoftheflag.com, or excuse me, at sonsoftheflag, not .com. That's our (laughs) website if you want to look at the website, but it's .org. Um, You can also access our mission information at Sons of the Flag and find out a bit who more about who we are a little bit more and then um what services we offer and then how can you help us move this mission forward and all that can be done by logging on to our website at www.sonsoftheflag.org and so like on all of our episodes we want to take a moment real quick and honor all of our fallen first responders uh firefighters um since our last show yeah uh, we'll also pause a little bit for our fallen law, law enforcement bro- brothers and sisters in blue and any military veterans we've lost since Absolutely. the last show. So, William Four, Rocky S. Wood, Matthew Smith, Minton Beach, Jeff Pfeiffer, Edward Heichel, Jermaine Pelt, and Jan Jashort. Let's take a moment of silence to honor them. All right. You know, it's 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 sad to say, it, and and I guess kind of good. I think that's the shortest list we've ever had. Yeah. No, that's what I was telling you when I was trying to pull up the names from the last show. Um, it's still obviously it's it's still un- 
you know, absolutely unfortunate oh, and, and our hearts go out to those who have lost um, a firefighter. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. unfortunate thing is Chicago lost two guys in yeah. two days in, um, in, in two, two fire events. Uh, and it's, it, I know it hit, it's hit that department hard. I know some of the guys that work for Chicago, it, it, it's, it's tough to swallow no matter yeah. what. I don't care where you're at in the country, losing a fellow brother or sister is tough. And then obviously our law enforcement brothers and sisters, they've been through hell lately yeah. Um, yeah. with all that they've dealt with. And then, our military veterans losing still 22 a day. Yep. That's bullshit. And you know, it's something we got to clean up on the law enforcement fire side and military side. So I'm thankful for organizations that are out there mm-hmm. that help that. But us at sons of the flag our again, our mission is to take care of the burn patients and Absolutely. those who have endured that, that type of trauma, but not just those who have endured it, but the families are associated associated with it. Um, because it affects us all. And, um, after this last show, uh, we were reached out by one of our task force members, and if Gary Tanner, Gary Tanner, and if you want to get involved in the task force, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, but you can also go to the website sonsoftheflag.org for more information. But um, we were approached that we would have a fun interview. Yeah, and <laughs> you can hear I, her in the and background. I, and I like fun. Um, <laughs> and I have the privilege of welcoming our guests with Landon and I tonight, uh, Rebecca Tajek. Am I? I said it right, right? <laughs> Yes. All right. I told you I was going to mess it up being from Texas. I, I, I know how to mess up everybody's name. So, um, <laughs> no, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, anytime. So let's talk a little bit about yourself. So you're, Rebecca's your name. Obviously, we've established that. But you're from Dearborn, Michigan. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So are you from Michigan or yes. by, you by proxy a Michiganite or how you guys want to say it? Born and raised. Born and raised. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. T- tell us about your, like, kind of your upbringing, who you are, um, kind of what's your life story that has led us to this point today to talk with each other. Um, <clears throat> Okie dokie. Uh, I go by Bex. Rebecca's a little too old-fashioned for me. <laughs> I don't have any kids. I have a four-legged, I have a four-legged kid. I have one little brother. Um, I work at a casino, which is, does not fare well when you, um, your hands don't work. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of counterproductive for counting those cards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, absolutely. So were you, you were a card counter at the casino? Uh, I'm, I deal. I'm a dealer. Dealer. Okay. Yep. I'm a dealer. I do. De- I like to say I'm a dealer extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, no, keep going. Sorry, it's you have to be able to sophisticatedly know how to tell somebody to fuck off with your eyes, because sometimes they're not all that happy when you take people's money. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's why I don't gamble. So yeah. <laughs> I don't suggest it. No, I see my gambling is driving to downtown Detroit every morning. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, how I feel driving to Dallas every day. Yeah. Yep, I'd yeah. rather my. People are like, well, do you even play the lottery? Fuck no, I want to have a Slurpee. I'm not playing even the lottery. <laughs> and so we, Gary Tanner Gary Tanner introduced us to you uh, because recently, and I think you're the earliest burn survivor that we've spoken to. Each of our each of the individuals that we've spoken to uh, has, it was years ago, they've had, you know, hundred-something surgeries. 
and you your burns were fairly recent. Am I correct? Yes, uh, October twenty eighth of two thousand twenty. October twenty eighth of two thousand twenty two. And what happened? What? How? How were you burned? Um, I was burned over sixty five percent of my body. I was. It was the first day of my vacation, and I work from eight at night until six in the morning and i had a i wanted to make wontons for my vacation Mm -hmm. so i was on my way to the asian store at uh 6 37 o'clock in the morning it was very very foggy so i'm driving along and i go to make my michigan left and i i was like whoa hydroplaning cars sliding and i hit the welcome to redford sign Mm. and my car comes to a stop and i'm like okay what you know when you're speaking to yourself it's amazing how long an intelligent conversation you can have right when you're like what the fuck just happened right i think i was just in a car accident but I didn't hit anything but a sign. And you never lost consciousness after the initial impact um, that you were aware of? On impact, no. Okay. So I'm sitting in the car, and I'm like, okay, what just happened? What, I mean, like, what just happened? Right. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously, the car is not moving anymore. <clears throat> um, And I kept thinking, is the car on fire? No, my car's not on fire. It had a freaking wood sign. A little one at that. Not even something, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I hear the back tires explode. Mm. I'm like, whoa, apparently my car is on fire. You're 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 it's not filling with smoke. You can't. No, no. That's why I was like so confused. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't see anything. Yeah. Now, are you trapped by any chance or your legs pinned? Or are you just still trying to process nope. what just happened? Nope. My car just came to a stop. Okay. And I'm assessing the situation. I hear the back tires explode. And I was like, okay, now would be the time to exit stage left. Mm-hmm. So I open up my door and I, when I opened up the door, it was like the backdraft effect. Mm-hmm. It just sucked all the flames yeah. into the driver's side of the car. <clears throat> but I put my foot out obviously to try to connect with ground. And I was on some kind of like little incline. Mm-hmm. So I could, there was nothing to and put my foot on mm-hmm. so i brought my foot back into the car which was wrong move yeah so <clears throat> i then that's where things start to get foggy because as i like as time goes on i'll wake up in the morning and <clears throat> i'll have like a a memory because apparently two good Samaritans pulled me out of my car, mm-hmm. but then left. But then left? 
Yes. Like, hi, Good Samaritans. If you're out here listening to my podcast today, I'd like to thank you very, very much for pulling me out of my car. That was really awesome of you. So this is this is extremely because we've the many of the burn survivors we've spoken to. It's a it's an EM, you know, EMT or a firefighter or something along those lines. But you were saved by two random civilians that didn't even stick around to to. Nope. Nope. What's what's it's, going through your what do you think of that? What What's going through your mind on that end? That's that's um, kind of a wild thing. Yeah. Right. Anybody that I've spoken to, anybody that I've spoken to about this, <clears throat> that have been through a similar situation, they all say, well, that is, that's angels. Mm-hmm. Because there's no other, who, who saves somebody's life and doesn't, and doesn't stick around, like, leave their name. And, and, yeah. Well, not even that, they know that you're burned. Yeah. Right. And right. You're, you're severely injured. Right. And to see the photos of my car. Yeah. What what kind of car was it? Do you mind? An, ex, uh, an escape. Okay, so Ford Escape? Yes. Okay. This car, there was nothing. Nothing. The inside of the car, not one stitch of material. It was so bad. I, I have to assume... That whomever did pull me out of the car got burned as well. Right, because especially if you're saying that you opened that that driver's side door, which obviously caused the influx in, it, it they right. they would have at least had to have suffered some sort of something potential injury. Completely, completely, gentlemen, completely, because there was no door handles, nothing. Everything was burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the. So, I, we saw, I, yep. I just saw a picture of the car. And... Gary sent us uh, the pictures of the vehicle, which it's it's mind it's mind boggling, isn't it, it? It really is, isn't it? You're like there. I can't. I can't believe that. Yeah. And so, so you're, so you're pulled out by two I individuals that you, you don't know, and that you and, that and you no still one's ever come forward. come forward. Correct. Still wow. have no idea. So when, I, when did EMS? Uh, and and firefighters, did, did, I'm guessing, did they even call? Yeah, that's just, well, yeah. Did they call? And how long was it till that they actually got there? I mean, were you sitting there processing what the hell happened as you were? That's that's burns? where it gets. That's like where it kind of gets a little fuzzy, because I remember the things I remember were when I was pulled out of the car, I hit the ground pretty hard, and I. I specifically remember like yelling why I was yelling. I have no idea, but I remember one of the gentlemen that pulled me out of the car getting smart with me. He's like, well, you better roll your ass around some more princess because you're still on fire. Jeez. Whoa. And I'm like, that might be why they left. (laughs) What do you mean I'm on fire? I'm not on fucking fire. I'm not on fire. What are you talking about? Oh, I was on fire. Yeah. So, as I start to roll around some more, I then hear the front tires explode. And I'm like, wow, way too close. Way too close. If this car blows up, yeah, I'm gone. Yeah. So, I remember rolling down what felt like a little mini-ish hill, getting away from the car. 
And that's about all I remember. But apparently the EMS got there, the fire department got there and they took me to a nearby hospital, which was not equipped to, to deal your... with my burns. Right. I was just, that, that's what I was about to ask. What, I, you know, being, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure how Michigan's really laid out. I didn't know if the major trauma centers are going to be located in Detroit or where, you know, where they're at. So, yeah. So you, were you transferred to another hospital? Yes. Okay. I was transferred to a hospital in, in downtown Detroit. It's called Receiving Hospital. And they then, as soon as I got there, they put me into a coma for three weeks. Oh, wow. So the EMS, they didn't intubate you on scene at all? They just transported you? I have, to be honest with you, I have no idea. Okay. I know that, like, you know how you get your posts Mm -hmm. that hold your IV bag and whatnot? Yep. I had two bags or two posts mm-hmm. they they had eight bags <clears throat> excuse me eight, eight hanging bags but i had 11 total bags right. of whatever it was they were filling me of to keep me alive yeah, they're burn resuscitation treatment i mean yeah. correct yeah they're they're pumping you full of fluids Wow. An astronomical amount. Yeah. Yes. And so you're out for three weeks. Tell us about that first time that you really were able to think about what had happened and ask yourself in the hospital bed, what the hell just happened? I kept asking, I kept saying, where am I at? What is going on? I had no idea. Mm -hmm. All I remember was I'm like, I hit a wood sign right what you thought was a minor ish accident yeah. is no longer minor no there's nothing minor about no. this at all no and how, how how long was it do you or does your family recall how long was it before you were transferred to the, the hospital in detroit was it pr- relatively quick before i what transferred from the uh the initial hospital to receiving hospital in detroit um very quick okay the, it wasn't, but um, pretty, I think I want to say within an hour. Okay, cool. I was at the other hospital. It was a bit of a drive, but wow. yeah. And in receiving hospital, they um, receiving hospital is a very old hospital, and they still use the underground tunnels that they used to use back in the day when they would, because it's like a, a giant college town, not college town, but it's like a college area. Mm-hmm. So I remember waking up, like I said, this is the, the three weeks after the coma. And I remember thinking to myself, I've been kidnapped. And I'm in some kind of third world country because who the hell sees these cobblestone walls and crazy tunnels and whatnot? Yeah. 
I'm like, where in the hell am I going? What the hell is going on? This is this is insane. But then I remember hearing my mom's voice, and I was like, how did she find me? Yeah. You know, they they go through that whole your mother has ESP. Yeah, obviously because she found me in a third world country yeah. somehow. <laughs> and I'm like, she really is. You know, moms really are crazy. They can really <laughs> hone in on the kid. I'm like, what do you smell me or something? How could you find me? So you're because I no keep going. Go Sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. I hadn't seen a, a obviously I'm not going to see familiar faces, mm-hmm. but even when you're in the hospital, you still see the same nurses, right, or doctors or whatnot. And I'm I've yet to see the same two people. So I'm laying in this hospital bed. <clears throat> I'm trying to plot my escape. Okay, if I I think there's a door that leads outside over here to the left, little do it. My whole entire left side of my body is like beef jerky. Yeah. My my whole left leg literally looks like a beef jerky. Mm-hmm. A piece of beef jerky. I had thus far I've had 22 surgeries. So 22 surgeries. We're at April 13th right now, recording the show, October Correct. 28th. Golly. Yeah. That's almost and, a surgery every week. Yeah. Week and a half. Oh, oh, my God. Amazingly crazy. Crazy. And what, what are your thoughts when, when, you, when you become lucid and you realize, oh, I, I'm a burn survivor now? And, and I didn't even it didn't even it didn't even register register with you. No, I no I did not see a white light. I didn't see any kind of higher power. Um nothing like that. I just uh I just I couldn't understand it because I kept saying, I kept saying I hit a fucking sign. Yeah. I hit a little wood sign. What the hell's going on? Yeah. And it was it was it was like surreal. Mm-hmm. You're like, is is somebody joking around? Is this like, is, am I being punked? Even though that's like not even a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's just no way. I hit a little piece of wood. So when you first recall. What was the initial prognosis? What did they say that your burden percentage was at the time? Because I know, like with Zach, it's was it no, it, uh, it was uh, Shay who just kept getting worse and worse, got worse, progressively yeah. got worse. What was your initial burn percentage, and then what was the doctor's ultimate prognosis for you upon arrival that you can recall? Uh sixty-five over sixty-five percent. Uh, so on your left side of your body, you said. Correct. Or, yeah, okay, the left side of your body. Cause I saw it also affected your face because I saw a photo, photo that Gary had sent us. That it, it and had... while you were in the hospital, you had you, you were red on the uh, one side of your face, mm-hmm. and your the other photo that he sent. It's it was shocking it's to amazing. us. That it's, it's I mean to see you laying in the hospital, and then to see you kind of sitting on the bed. It's it's such night and day. It seems like a true miracle that that you were able to come out that way. With, with how much you were burned. Right. I, <clears throat> like every, every female has their thing that they're, I guess, snobby about. Mm-hmm. 
I have good, I have had great hair. My hair was about, about three inches above my ass. I had nice, thick, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous is my favorite attribute was my hair. They shaved my head. Yeah. They thought that my ear, my left ear was burnt off. They didn't, they didn't anticipate me having an ear. Yeah. Um, I like, I can remember looking at my father in his eyes and just seeing my dad just get all verklempt and goobaging up, like just gooing up my ear. Mm-hmm. Think, and, and he's like, it looks like a, black potato chip mm. he's like i don't know he kept saying i don't know babe what's gonna go on with this ear i don't know babe what's gonna happen with your ear here mm-hmm. um i remember hearing my mom and my aunt i remember hearing my aunt say when she wakes somebody had the clippers and they were finishing off shaving my head <clears throat> i remember my aunt saying <laughs> You better get those clippers out of your hand because I'm telling you right now, she's going to wake up swinging if she <laughs> wakes up and she's fully aware that somebody is literally in the midst of shaving her head. Oh my God. She's like, you don't understand. This kid is not, she is not going to be happy. She's like, it's going to be war. And my aunt was, was in the midst of battling cancer herself. Mm-hmm. And she had no hair as well. She's so she's like, it's okay that I don't have hair. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but you do not understand. You do not want to be near this child. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a child anymore. You know what I'm saying? But that's cool. She's like, but you do not want to be near this child when she has figured out that somebody has just shaved her head. And I, for I was like. I I want to say it was the first things I said. I was like, shake my head. And she's like, oh, see, <laughs> you think I'm bullshitting. <laughs> She's like, the only thing, we've been talking to this kid for three weeks now, and the only fucking thing she heard was shave my head. <laughs> well, that, that, that brought you back to reality, I guess. It, yeah. it sure did. It sure did. And I was like, are we talking like, and I kept, I kept, oh, guys, I kept trying so hard to convince myself. It's just a little shave. Yeah. <laughs> they just shaved a little part of yeah. my head. I mean, like, not the whole head. You know, I'm just like, I, yeah, delusions. You know what I'm saying? When you're actually lying to yourself. And like I said, I'm not, the, I don't lie. So when you're like trying to talk yourself, oh, yeah, my hair is there. My yeah. hair is there. No, dude. Your fucking hair is not there. So what? Uh, how long were you in in the hospital specifically? Two months. Two months. Full two months. And yeah. they, did, they, did they send you to an outpatient rehab after that? No, no. Because when you have gumption, and like, okay, it's time to take the catheter out, and now it's time for you to you know walk yourself to the bathroom and whatnot. I wasn't going to lay there and be a lump on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. 
you you got to get up. You got to walk around. You got to take a piss. You got you have to take yourself to the bathroom. Yeah. So because of that, I want to say I was they literally skipped over the whole rehab. Interesting. It was like, well, you're doing so good. And I'm like, well, okay, great. We don't really think you need. So, rehab. So, did you have skin grafts done? Eight. Eight skin grafts? grafts. We're at. Um, I had skin grafts on my right thigh, my upper thigh. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks like, funny enough, it looks like a striped candy cane-like. Okay. Because there's like about a one-inch gap between yeah. the skin grafts, oh, wow. which pretty much go from my knee up to, you know, my hip. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, my whole back is burned. I don't think the bottom of where a woman's bra strap normally would be mm-hmm. to the crack of my ass. Okay. That whole portion is burned oh wow and so i have a couple of skin grafts that were above that and then like i said my right my right whole thigh okay and have have they given you any kind of information on the future surgeries what what those might look like how many surgeries you might have in your future or anything Um, along those lines just any anything to tell you here's here's the journey you're about to be on yes actually um, <clears throat> funny enough, the only thing that really needs to be tended to is the webbing between my first, my pointer finger and my middle ping finger on my left hand. Okay. Okay. Cause, um, <clears throat> the webbing is short. So like, you know, you wake up in the morning and you stretch, right? Mm-hmm. You don't think anything of it. You just stretch your hand. Well, when your webbing is short, you tend to rip that open. Oh man, a lot. Yeah. And just and it's a dick to get it to heal because you, a you can't put a band aid in the webbing of your finger. Yeah, and it's a very movable spot. I mean, right? Compression garments, all yeah, they they're you know they do their job, mm-hmm. but it also makes the skin not get a lot of air so it's like well shit you yeah, know it slows the healing process down where you can't big time big time big yeah. time so like on my left hand the top of my hand is burned pretty good and <clears throat> because the skin is so tight i can barely make a fist my pinky and my ring finger they just, I don't want to say they don't work because they work, but they don't really work because the skin is so freaking tight mm-hmm. that I can't even make a fist. And when I try to make a fist, it, it feels like it's going to rip open and then I'm just going to be a bloody mess again. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, so you're going to end up having, do you have surgery scheduled yet to work on the scar tissue? That's the um, or is that something that's I went just down the road to you get it lined up? I went to see the plastic surgeon yesterday. Okay. And um, I have to have some laser treatment done 
but that has yet to be scheduled. Laser treatment's kind of a tricky thing to get into. So it's, it's, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. I have another appointment for another opinion. And once again, because I work at a casino, it's not like you can have your hands halfway work. So are you still working? No. Okay. I say, cause we talked the other day, you're, uh, you're off right now, right? Correct. I'm still off of work because I'm, it's like occupational therapy. Yeah. But like I said, it, it, it all rests on how loose they're going to be able to get my skin. Right. And how, so su- into- how supportive is your employer being of you during this process? Because, I mean, obviously, it's your sole source of income, most likely. Are they, are they pretty supportive of you during this? My job? Yeah. Um, my job is supportive of me in the aspect of I'm a UAW member, so they can't like give away my job. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're protected. But you're protected. I also work in a place where <clears throat> it, you know, I I, I work for a, a big casino, and on un- the unfortunate part about that is, is they don't cater to certain individuals. You know, like you have to not, you can't really do that in a big place like that. Right. So it's kind of like your job will be held for you, but it's it's like it's like being a podcast director and having laryngitis. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Next week, next week, Landon, you'll be right back on the money. Yeah. But this week, you're kind of useless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. Where I work, they can't just go, okay, well, you know what? You're all fucked up because you're all burnt. Let's just go. Why don't we have you go park cars for a couple days? Right. It's kind of like, no, you either can or you cannot do your job. So you can come back when you can do it. But we can't move anybody else around. Right. Right. So it's kind of like, well. Either my hand's going to work or it's not going to work. But until we get that all figured out, I do still have a job, but I obviously can't do my job. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but just in talking to you for the you know the last thirty or so minutes, <clears throat> you seem rather optimistic about the road ahead. You you. You don't come. You don't uh, run me as somebody who's basically taken this and gone. Okay, now I'm a victim. Now I'm, this is the what was me. Yes, what was me? And you you seem to have a positive outlook and a positive attitude about and and taking because... and, and your your sense of humor is still there, which I always find extremely critical yes. for for the healing process. I uh... <clears throat> I will you know. I like to live by the philosophy of if you can't laugh at yourself, you're screwed. There is no trust and believe if I could find life's rewind button, I'd uh, buy Zuckerberg out of Facebook. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There's no rewind button. There's no, oh, whoopsie. Can we change the weather? Do I want to have no hair and and 
you know what I'm saying? Do I want to be burned? I'm not a white girl anymore. I'm a part of the purple population, baby. I'm 65% purple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not a fucking thing I can do about that. So, you know what? If I, even if, even if me bullshitting with you guys makes one person laugh for five minutes. Yeah, you've done a job. Mission accomplished. That's awesome. Let me me ask you this, because Burns also, you know, they don't just affect you, but they obviously affect your family. How did your parents handle this whole process? Obviously, I mean, seeing their their daughter laid up in the hospital. Right. I found out, and I, I can't, I cannot possibly say any nicer thing about the nurses that took care of me. They were just friggin' great. But I will say, these bitches bet on me. I got there October 28th, and I find out through the grapevine, you know, I have a, I have a way with people just, you know how there's some people that everybody will tell all their just nasty little things to? I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> They bet on me. They're like, yeah, this one's not going to make it till Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shoot. Right. Come on, guys. Thanks a whole fucking lot. No candy for you. <laughs> so it was like at receiving hospital, you can get two visitors a day. I've been working at my casino since the day it opened in 99. So I have like, you know what I'm saying? I have lots and lots and lots of friends. And my mom was like, you know, we can't let she put out there right from rip. We're not, we're not having any visitors, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. My brother came one time to see me and he's like, to to my mom, he's like, yeah, I can't do that again. That's my big sister. Yeah. So You know, as as optimistic as they possibly could stay, they did their best. But uh, everybody breaks was, down eventually. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. So they, everybody usually breaks down eventually. You know, you right, right, right. For so long. My mom, they, my mom would come one day. My dad would come the next day. They would tag team it. So it was. I mean, my parents are. My father's remarried. Um, it's not like they're, you know, together anymore or anything like that. But. I almost always had a visitor every day, and um, <clears throat> I never saw anybody break down, but I was in a coma for the critical time. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, <clears throat> I didn't really see any of that, but like I said, they, uh, they didn't, they kind of did the whole, I don't necessarily know if it was a, say your goodbyes Mm -hmm. or if it was pray a lot but i mean if you've seen the pictures you 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 see that i didn't even really much look all that great yeah yeah you know you know obviously after the initial burn you know once you survive that if you do especially 65 percent of your body was it third degree burns is what you you had yeah I mean, that's significant. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, and then sixty-five percent of your body burned. You run obviously the infection process yeah. is the biggest, Golly. the scariest thing. And so, 
I, you know, I, I can't imagine what's going through your parents' minds. And I'm sure those nurses have seen patients like you come in. And not make it. And, and not make it. Well, right. Because and of that's the place where the think, burns. Right. That's why I think it was, yeah, I don't know. I think this one's going to make it till Halloween. I mean, Halloween was two days, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two days. And I, and, and I mean, I don't ever want to say I get what they're saying, but yeah, I mean, because you're looking at somebody like you, because I saw the pictures. And when I saw the picture pop up, my first words in my mouth were like, holy shit. Yeah. Hold oh, right. Yeah. And, that is not pretty. And, you know, like Aunt Landon said, we saw the, I don't know when the other picture was taken, but it was transformational. Night and day. Night and day. But to see <laughs> when you were laid up in the bed, I think you were intubated in the photo. Mm-hmm. But, um, to see those types of burns on these patients, you know, even when we encounter them in the field, obviously we're giving them every chance we've got, but you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm the last person they're probably going to see. I'm the, the, right, the, the right, last right. breath that's going to be with me. Think, right. I don't think this person's going to be having any more no, visitors. And I've always said it in the back of my mind when I was operating on the medic side, doing my thing, um, you know, I'll, I just want to get them to their family. Let them, if I can get them to their last breath to be around their family, and I know they're not going to make it, that I've I've succeeded because that family. I've be succeeded, but, right? Um, I I at least brought five more minutes of time. Yes. With their family, but I just, you know, just trying to be in your parents' spot to look at their their child. I mean, kudos to your parents. I mean, it takes right. a, it takes a team. We've learned this from Zach and DJ in the mm-hmm. past that it takes a team, and Carl that you have to all be together. Yeah. In order to overcome There's gotta be that tra- support tragedy. structure, it, or leaving somebody yeah. to, to kind of flounder by themselves is just never going to work out well. And the fact that you had that bit of support structure there is 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 a testament. I mean, from you know being pulled out of the car to by people people who still have not come forward, being taken care of in the hospital, uh, and your family being there, it, it, a lot of people have kind of pitched in to to assist you and. We're coming to the near the end of the end of the uh, podcast, so I just wanted to ask you, what is what do you feel your future is? What are you mm-hmm. what are you hoping for your future? And if there's something that we we've never spoken to a burn survivor that's only been you know coming from six months ago, and you know usually it's years down the road that they have their their insight or something, but you seem to be you seem to have had some sort of connection with yourself already about this. And what could you tell burn survivors who, who who aren't as optimistic as you, who who haven't don't have that sense of humor, and and who just need some need to hear something that that's going to get them through this this extremely rough time? I um, you had mentioned DJ and Zach. Uh, I I spoke to Zach and DJ, and uh, <clears throat> it's very I I think it's very important to it's talk about it. Look, no matter what happens, I'm always going to be a portion of the purple population now. Yeah. I can't, cannot change that. No. Yeah. You have to just be candid about it. My father and I, my father and I were sitting together and like I was saying, the top of my hand is, is very burned. And regardless of what I do, I can't make this ugly scar go away. But I can, I can laugh about it. And my dad had, I remember my dad reaching down and touching the top of my hand. 
and he had said something along the lines of, wow, that's really weird. Your hand feels like plastic because your skin is super, super soft. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, it's funny looking, it's ugly, but you don't think of how soft it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So out of no, I, I said, it doesn't feel like plastic. Dad, it's like thick skin. I said, it's just super soft. I said, what do you want me to do? And those are the kind of things I'm talking about. You have to be able to just, my hand feels like thick skin. My hand's going to feel like thick skin for the rest of my life because it's super soft. And is it something that you expect to say to your dad? No. I was telling Zach about it, and his mom's like, Zach's on the floor. (laughs) I said, what do you mean? I'm like, is he okay? And she's like, I don't think he was expecting you to say that, but he's on the floor. I I can imagine. I'm like, is he hurt? And she's like, no. Oh, my God. But you know what I'm saying? It's just you, you, laughter is the key. You got to be able to laugh. Yes. Like I said, no rewind button. No. You know, it it is what it is. And it doesn't make it any easier. And it it certainly doesn't make it hurt any less because I tell you what, burns are a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That. If you were to have asked me what my favorite form of torture is, I always would have said burns. I sure the fuck will not say that now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even wish a sunburn on somebody. Yeah. Man. You know? Well, Rebecca, it's been it's been phenomenal to talk to you and get to hear hear your story and to get to hear from you and your your sense of humor is 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 awesome. Like, I've been getting, We've been smiling and just laughing. Whenever you're talking about here. such a serious, uh, a serious topic, and to be able to smile, just bust and, and out, just bust out laughing it, about it. It really does. It changes. It it takes the power away from the depression and mm-hmm. the anxiety and it the does. anger. It takes the evil out of it. Yeah. Yes, it does. And it, and it really gives it a a new life. We've you know, Zach has. Zach, I can I could definitely see him falling on the ground about that joke because he's oh. he, he, we've yeah. had some jokes with him and he, he's, <laughs> <laughs> but um it you know it's 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 been phenomenal talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me on. No, I I thank you again. This is truly phenomenal. Um, Gary wasn't lying when he said you were going to be a right to talk to him. So. <laughs> I, I personally appreciate your insight and just your attitude towards going forward with this process. Um, as Landon stated, we've never really talked to anybody. This is right after the burn. Yeah. And right. Your Very story fresh. your story is gonna help many others going forward. And you know, and I think you've got the best positive attitude I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, and that's the thing I think I've noticed between Zach and you. Yes positivity and being motivated and, and not because there's nothing else you. you can do absolutely i mean you you can eeyore your way through it yeah or or you can just say hey dude it, i mean if it looks like shit and it smells like shit chances are it's not a cupcake but 
it's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and, so, and Zach is the testament of of what a positive yes, what a yeah. positive person can do after such a tragedy. Seeing as he he just graduated, he's got you know a great job. It's, it's you know this is not the end. Double amputee. I mean, yeah. does it does it get any more real than that? No. Yeah. And it's not the end, and he's not letting it be the end. No, and he's not letting it. Okay, listen, I'm burned. I'm fucked up. I'm a new color. I got my own race. I'm purple. Eat a dick. There's nothing I can do about it. So we gotta laugh about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. Well, I don't think uh, I don't think I've cried about it yet. That's but, awesome. It's not Rebecca. You know? That's that's too old. Okay, uh, Bex. 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 Right? Bex. Bex. Go, I, baby. I, I remembered it. I didn't thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, and and hopefully we get to talk to you again soon, guys. And tell I'm Gary we said hello. Phone call away. Absolutely. Tell Gary we said hello. All right. Yeah, if you see him. I will. I will. Thank you so much for having me on your show. No, talk thank to you. you. Bye bye. Okay. She's a pistol. She is a hoot. She, she is, is a hoot. Boy. And Gary, Gary wasn't wrong, but I I love. We may need to edit a little few of those things, you know, just because we're a nonprofit. So if you if you hear a couple of jump cuts in there, then don't be surprised. <laughs> don't be surprised. But I I do love I I love the fact that she's using humor to yes. to get through this. It's it. I I think all of us can. Everybody out there, anybody who's listening to this, I think that you can relate to the fact that laughing about something, yeah. finding the even if it's dark humor, finding the humor in something alleviates so much pressure off the topic at hand. It it really changes, like she said, you know, it takes it it takes the evil out of it. Mm-hmm. it and and it, it I've, you know, there's there's always the joke about you know uh, making a joke about the devil. Um, because it just ticks them off. It's like you laughing at the devil is the easiest way to get them yep. get them out of your business. You Absolutely, know? you know, everybody needs a little Bex in their life. Yes, and when I mean that, it's the positivity. Um, we live in a shit world right now. Yeah. Um, everybody's surrounded by just jacked up stuff in their mind. The stuff we experience, you know, especially as first responders, military, and you know, everybody on the front lines and what they're seeing, and to see. So say say whoever ran on her, if they were to see her now, yeah, that would help with them, yeah, and the coping side of it, right? Because everybody's affected. That's what we have to remember. It's not one individual who's affected at when they're burned. Yes, the one person's burned, yeah, but everybody's affected yeah. from the people that responded to them to the direct family members to the doctors and the nurses that are providing the care. Yeah, those nurses, I know what they were saying. They weren't Absolutely. making bets that she wasn't going to live. They just knew the extent of her injuries. Well, and it's also it's their a long way, shot. It's also their way of coping. Coping yes. with it. they have to be, you know, people hear something like that and and you know think it's dark and it, but it's like everybody has to cope with these traumatic situations in their own way. Yep. But if you think if you think it, in any of these nurses didn't want her to make it, then you're foolish. Oh I yeah. Just they probably cried the day she walked out ab- of the hospital. Absolutely, and. I, I got to see Zach meet the nurses that helped him at his graduation and to see the looks on their face at his accomplishment, to see the love in their eyes, to see them hugging and crying on his shoulder and how proud they were of him tells you that these people keep that with them Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. They, they, it's, it's not, it's not just in and out. 
Yep. You know, there's there obviously needs to be a disconnect. There, are, you have to have a disconnect whenever you're dealing with people on a regular basis that are injured, but that stays with you. You can't you can't just erase it from your mind. They're all every one of them are transformational people, right? Yep. They've obviously their looks are now different. They've transformed, but they're now transforming lives in ways that they've never imagined. Yeah. I'm telling you, their stories are going to save somebody else down the road. Yeah. I hate to say that these things happen. Nothing ever happened. You know, like this, I don't feel like it happens for a reason, right? Zach's injury didn't happen for a reason. No. Beck's injury didn't happen for a reason. But what the reason is, is now you have a story. Yeah. Go out there and save somebody. Yeah. Help somebody. Yeah. Zach's doing it with his, spe- his speaking, right? And, and his brighter put- than the fire. Yeah, and his pushing on his social media pages and pushing, you know, Sons of the Flag and our message out and making sure uh, his organization is getting out there too. Um, they're perfect. They they are perfect definitions of you decide the the reason. Yes. You you make your reason. There is there is no logic behind the terrible things that happen to us in our life, except for the fact that you get to now decide how that's going to be portrayed Absolutely. and what difference you're going to make yep. in somebody else's life. No, it's I, I think that's paramount. You know, don't let these things dictate you. No. You dictate the situation itself, and um. Just listening to her, I just sat back and just laughed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, she brought so much light to such a tragic situation. And I'm just sitting here processing in my mind. Yeah, you know, this happened this six, like six months ago, October 28th. She hydroplane. How many of us have driven down the damn road and just hydroplane, or maybe it got a little bit, you know, iffy, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is normal shit on a normal yeah, occurrence. Yeah. And I mean, and she, from what it sounds like. The wreck itself wasn't that bad. It just hit the right spot. Yep. And unfortunately, and who knows if she was on top of something, or it, 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 and it's terrifying to think, you know, that it can all change in that matter, fast. Absolutely, just one one drive to go pick up wontons. I'm not trying to make light of the and situation. How wild but is it that somebody stopped and saved her, told her to keep rolling her ass on the I, ground because she was on fire? And then leaves. And then leaves. I, and never comes forward. I can't. Doesn't even call the police. I can't even wrap my head around her. I, I, that's the one thing that's been sticking with me this entire conversation is how did somebody leave Yeah. Yeah. that situation? Knowing full and well she was burned and injured. Yeah. I I mean, I maybe what they saw was too much for them and it freaked them out. I mean, I, I don't know. But thank God they stopped. Thank God they and stopped. And thank God they did their the right thing. Even, even, but, if, even if it was just... You know, some some drunk guy walking by and going, oh, it should help, and then just disappearing off into the darkness. I'm telling you, it's like whatever ha- whatever went through that those people's head and said, save this woman. Yeah, is it, it's just it's it's beautiful. It's it's amazing. She's thing. meant for bigger things. Yeah, Zach's meant for bigger things. Yep. There's a reason why they have all survived. Shay Shay has clearly is ex- obviously he's exploding. Yeah. In the triathlon world, yeah. in the Ironman world. And he built that himself. Exactly. He, he did that himself. He and said these burns were not going to define me. Absolutely. And their stories are, they're big. They're going to do this. They're going to do p- amazing things. Yep. They were meant for so much more. And they, the thing that they were meant more for is to share this story. Yep. And share the overcoming of adversity. Everything, everything you listen, like what the SEALs, everything birds ever had to go through is built around adversity. Yep. That's what they're built on. That's what the foundation of the SEALs are, are about is overcoming adversity. 
That's what's so great about this organization is because we're here to help you overcome adversity. We're here to help you through the way. And sometimes you just need a small hand. Yeah. As hell is going up in flames around you, guess what? We're here. Yep. We're going to help you out. And so I love hearing these stories. I I hate – let me back up. I hate hearing these stories, but I love hearing these stories. Yeah. Because what comes out of these stories is triumph. Yeah. Triumph over tragedy. I can hate the situation all day and night, but I love hearing these people – that have overcome this and that are not letting this rule and dictate their life. I mean, it's, we've talked about it before. It's truly eye opening when, you know, you have something going on in your life and you see somebody who seemingly has it worse, treating it like it's just every day and treating yeah. it like, and you're just going, what am I, what am I doing? She was plotting to escape the damn hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, 65% burns, a third-degree burn on her body, and she's trying to plot an escape. <laughs> I mean, she nailed it when you can't hold somebody back with gumption, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> she was not going to let this define her. And the fact that she was trying to plot her damn escape three weeks after being severely burned, good luck, world. You're not stopping Bex, I promise you. No. That's amazing. So, <laughs> no, um, man, Landon, That's- a- another great show. Um <laughs> You know, Sons of the Flag, if you want to look up more about us, sonsoftheflag.org, mm-hmm. um, all social media, YouTube, you have a YouTube page. And I did want to mention something. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting the the episodes up on YouTube. Um, but if you if you have interest, we I want to start giving guys a call to action. Our Mission Reconstruct Freedom program is changing lives all the time. We are sending people through our Mission Reconstruct Freedom and they are getting life-changing surgeries. And if you go on to our donation page, just go to sonsoftheflag.org, click donate. You will see various items that you can supply these individuals going over there, going to Tampa to get this surgery. It could be as, as much as just paying for their meal, paying for their car, paying for a night at the hotel. You can impact them in a way that possibly you've never impacted anybody else before just with $25, 50 Hundred dollars. It doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. Not at it, all. It, Not it, at all. We we've we've gotten it down to where twenty five hundred dollars pays for an entire patient. Yep. Twenty five hundred bucks. And now, for me, I can't just throw twenty five hundred bucks out. But if I see a GoFundMe for twenty five hundred bucks mm-hmm. that can literally get a person a new hand built, absolutely. I give a hundred bucks to that. Absolutely. And and that hundred bucks now it's only twenty four hundred dollars. Yep. You get twenty five people to give a hundred bucks. You're you're set. And we've, it's been years that we've worked on this to make sure that we can get with these individuals and these doctors, and we've built a support group around us that has allowed us to be able to do that. And you can be a part of it, and you can help us continue to push this mission forward. Absolutely. You want to talk about Zach's thing real quick, uh, his his little program he's got going? Oh, What's Brighter it? Than the Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on f- Facebook page, Brighter Than the Fire. And, and so – and. You can also just go on to, to Sons of the Flag to learn more about it. We did a great – if you go on to Sons of the Flag YouTube, we did a great interview with him um, about Brighter Than the Fire and about about his life and stuff like that, a, a Zoom call. And then, obviously, you can listen to the po- uh, the podcast that we did with him. And Brighter Than the Fire is exactly what it, exactly what it entails. It's making life brighter than the injury mm-hmm. that he had. Uh, the flame in the light bulb uh, each – each tip represents an individual that was lost on that day, um, one of Zach's friends, and he's keeping their 
keeping their memory alive with this program. He's going around to universities and schools to tell them how to prevent these fires from happening to them, giving them firsthand knowledge of what what he wishes he knew that night and the things to check out. And you never think about checking out your uh, you know, your your fire alarms or your uh, yep. you know, the escape routes or anything yep. like that. But even just taking that small amount of time can truly change the outcome of this of a situation. You know, it's funny as firefighters, we do a phenomenal job going to schools and yep. talking to the kids. Yeah. I personally feel like we do a pretty shitty job when talking to the adults. When's the last time a two year old or excuse me, a, a second grader has gone home and really talked to their parents about they they probably did, but the, what are the parents gonna do? They we've gotta be more proactive. Yeah. And I'm thankful for Zach pushing this out there because even in my department we're being more proactive about this. Absolutely. Um the message is, is gonna get to the kids, but we've got to continue. We've got to follow up. Right, we've got to follow up as community risk reduction advocates, because um, that's where it starts at. Yes, it, it genuinely. It, I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's it, and it might sound corny, but it literally starts with you, with yeah. you knowing how how to work your fire extinguisher. Did yep. if something pops off, and also not not knowing not to throw water on a grease fire. It's like yeah. how how do you deal with these things? But we're not taught. We're not taught those things. Yeah, that stuff comes later in life. It, but I think the most important thing that we need to understand as a society is that smoke detectors do save lives. Absolutely. Uh, working smoke detectors. That's the one thing that we need to get out there, and we need to make sure we have programs in our communities that are helping people that are unable to help themselves. Yeah. We have a smoke detector battery replacement program from my department, and we're doing maybe two to three a day, and we're that's between two stations right now, and. It's getting more and more impact. I'm talking about two to three a day in every one of these houses that are brand new built. Yeah. So you have to check these things. And, you know, Zach's testament is true that smoke detectors and all this stuff have to be installed. Fire extinguishers need to be, you know, inside houses. And we've got to educate the adult population on how to successfully keep themselves safe. Yeah. Because, like I said, we can tell the kids all we want, but it's going to stop there yep. until yep. that we can press it home and get them the information that they need. Zach's, again, going to change the world with this program that he's pushing forth. And, and I can't wait to see what happens. So, um, again, thank you guys so much um, for another great episode. Landon, yeah. uh, it was phenomenal. Always, it's always good sitting down with you, brother. It's always great <laughs> to see you, You know, it might be once a month or and so. I think, and we got some awesome interviews coming up in the future. And, you know, when we don't have somebody, I think 7X, the 7X talk was the first time that we did a podcast just to just between us. Yeah, yeah. And so we and we got a good reception on that, so we'll start doing that a little bit more often. If y'all have any book suggestions, if there's topics y'all want to hear us talk about about the fire department um, or burn survivors, then just send them our way. And we're excited to we're excited to be to be with y'all on this journey of of, of knowledge and, and learning more. We're going to be at FDIC. I will not be there, but Landon's going to yep. be at FDIC uh, the week of the twenty fourth yes, with sir. Greg and the crew. Yeah, Greg and the crew. The task force is coming out. Hoping to record a couple of podcasts with Derek. Sherry's coming out for the first time. If you time. go meet up with Greg, he said he'll buy your first round. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Uh, he, he, bet on that. Yeah, yeah, bet on that. Yeah, he's got he's past his flip phone, so I'm telling you, man, things are changing for that man. It's it's great. But uh, 
Love you, Greg. I wish I was at FDIC this year to see you guys. Um, look for Landon. You're not going to be able to miss him. Yep. He's going to be wearing eight pound, head, eight, red, 1,800 red pounds of camera gear with a red beard. <laughs> You're not going to be able to miss him. But um, That's a fact. Make sure you, if you get a chance, talk to Landon. Shake his hand. Um, please. Please go see our, our booth there. Our guys there are really pushing our mission. Um, come see what we're about. And, by God, we would love to have you on our team. Absolutely. We, we want you guys um, – Help us make a difference. Yeah, and, you know, this is where it start, change starts here. Change starts with these stories, and we're going to change the way burn care is handled in the United States and hopefully across the world. And like I said, we've got some big advocates on our side, and nothing's going to stop us. So 100%. it's exciting. So uh, thank you guys again. Uh, hopefully see you guys next time. Thank you for listening, and always keep the mission first and stay passionate. See you all later.